uh, rests on, which is a simple definition of non-duality, which is non means not and duality means two, and then a certain subtle direction that non-duality points. It it's a negation factor, not an affirming factor. It's basically negating something that is assumed to be there. Yeah, it's not spelling it out, but it's 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 capturing it as this activity of duality, which is sort of a way we see, but that's based on this subject-object continuum that's going that's called us. Now we don't see the activity because it's identified as a body, a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. But really, uh, we're made, the expression that we are is a dualistic expression. And it's a lot of people experience the ex extremes of it. Either they do, they go all the way or they don't go any way. Either they're sober or they're fucking extreme, addicted to drugs and shit. There's a lot of swings but they're all emphasizing a certain theme of this dreaming, this life, which is duality. And they're rooted in subject-objectness, which is dualism in a sense, yeah? So, non-duality is just a negation of that. How does it negate that? It By pointing out what it's like, yeah? It's by describing what you're not. It doesn't describe what you are, because you're, you are that already. Yeah, uh, but it's going to describe what you're not with the hopes that what you are hears it or sees it. Let's say, you know, there's a lot of forms of seeing. One of them is an understanding that comes from a description. Yeah, so something is described that was that's been going on and is going on, but we didn't know what was going on. And so then there's a description of that and it hits somewhere in us. And then suddenly you look at something that you used to look from, yeah? You just, it was just an assumption that implied a whole lot underneath it, and you're basically were looking at everything from that assumption. Now suddenly that assumption gets described with this idea that it may not be you, yeah? Because the whole premise of its value is that it implies it's you, yeah? That's the whole point. The whole point, if it was just an innocent activity going on, like thousands of others, there wouldn't be an, a, a pointing that would negate it, yeah? But because this activity is being taken to be so by us, then we need a certain negation of it, yeah? Because the lion is, is unclear that it's a lion. It's taking itself to be a sheep, so to speak. So the message let's say first is introduced as you're a lion and then it's quickly realized that's not getting through the lion, yeah? So basically, we've got to describe the sheep, yeah? So when the lion hears about the sheep, it sees it as other. If the sheep keeps hearing about the lion, it's just going to try to become a lion as a sheep, yeah? It doesn't work. I mean, this isn't an assumed fact that's going to transform into another fact. It's a denial of an assumed fact that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, that you're the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the seer, the, the smeller, the taster, the toucher. 
it's a, it's deny it's negating that yeah that's all it is it's just saying you're not that yeah and therefore with that new idea looking at the activity you may see it in a different light than you used to see it you see, you usually see it as it's all about you let's say it's all about a you yeah that one word would make a huge difference it's all about me or it's all about a me Basically, <laughs> that takes one of its little stealth mechanisms away is this extreme personalness. So now you start seeing it as just an activity that's implying a, a, you. Yeah? And then we as the audience have taken that a, you to be us and that you even gets raised to a higher standard and it's called me yeah and then <laughs> then you can see other you suffer but it won't mean shit to me because now you're a different you yeah you're not amongst you're not a you amongst yous you're a special me <laughs> so thank god it's not happening to me what's fucking happening to you <laughs> It becomes an extreme sort of self-centered view where basically all you fuckers are on your own and I just want to take care of myself. <laughs> and my belief, my rationale is if I do well, you'll do well, obviously, because it's all about me. <laughs> It'll be like a trickle-down trickle down economics, but in another way. <laughs> Oh, yes. If I'm doing great, I, I expect you'll be doing great. <laughs> so this idea of you is manufactured, obviously. It wasn't even here when you thought you began. You know, the story of, let's say, Lisa or Paul or Sylvester is where you, you were born to, you know, Mary and Daniel. And then, but at the time... I mean, maybe the earliest memory you still have in the files is at three years old and something. There was a period where there was no Paul, and it really wasn't even a Mary or a Daniel. It was just something was going on, like, you know, something was animating. And then there was a gradual introduction by the brain, so to speak, of a story. And that base of the story was you and concerning others. So the first other may be your mother, or the mother, and then it's the mother. With seeing your mother as other, then you get start getting a sense of you. And then this is what happens, yeah? The mental state develops, it reinforces this idea, it supports it, it tells a whole narrative every day about it, and suddenly the audience has fallen for the character that's being presented, yeah? I would say we're the audience, or we're reality, so to speak. And so as we were just reading the other day, a famous statement, I'll read it here, uh, supposedly attributed to a great master, Hoang Po, a great Chinese Zen master. He said, uh, there is no such thing as illusion, Illusion is itself illusory. It's only there because you have invented it, yes? So this whole story is dreaming. And that dreaming is basically coming from what we are. It's not about what we are. It's coming from what we are about what we're not, really. 
Yeah. So once you start realizing that which you're trying to get out of, you were never in, you'll find that is what was promised by all your attempts to get out, but they get delivered immediately by realizing you're not in. So you realize you're not that which is being implied all day, and then you find out what you are with that clarity of what you're not, basically. Yeah. And then what you are is awake. Yeah. Not what you are was you were awake at one time, but you really fucked up and now you're asleep and now you got to do a lot of stuff to wake up again. No, that's not the fact. The fact is you and I are awake. That's the basis. Now, we can be in the idea of not being awake, which is it appears to us we're not awake, but we're awake. Yeah, awake means where would be the evidence of awakeness? Well, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, which doesn't demonstrate any volition, volition from the imaginary idea of the seer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, and the smeller. Yeah? So the smeller doesn't seem to have any volition over the smelling because it's not that which is smelling. <laughs> the smeller is an idea that comes after the smelling is claimed. Yes? That's why it's so frustrating to it because its whole story is it's before everything, so it should everything that comes after me should fucking at least listen to me, you know? It should go my way. It should the thought should stop at eleven PM because I gotta be get to work early tomorrow. Yeah, and then oh right, and all right, I'll give it a break. They can start at eight AM, but for nine hours I need a break. But they the thoughts don't seem to freaking listen to us as the thinker, do they? No. Because we have no power. <laughs> because there's a huge mistake in assumption. We think we're doing something that we're not. Yeah? Like running, you can run and it seems like you're doing it so you can stop. Could you imagine if you just kept running? And you, you just, wait a minute, I made a huge mistake. I should never have started to run. You just, you can't stop running now. It just keeps going and going and going. Your story would try to keep up with it and have tons, make up tons of stories why it's still running. <laughs> so basically that awakeness is demonstrated with that conscious contact. Yes, obviously. We're inherently awake. Really, nothing can change that. Only through time can it seem like it's been changed. Yeah? Only through time we can believe a story. Well, maybe I was I was born awake, but then I did a lot of crazy shit and I become unawake, and now I have to do a lot of great shit to become awake again. <laughs> the only thing you awake up you will wake up to and as is what you're not in that activity. Yeah? Because the assumption of not being awake is not true. It's not a fact. So how are you going to be awake, become awake if you already are awake? You would have to deny that you're awake to enjoy the pursuit of becoming awake. Yeah? And then the plan gets out of hand and now you spend a lot of time unawake attempting to pursue being awake as a peak experience instead of just having the baseline of awakeness as the obvious fact of your life, yeah? 
I mean, there's probably, you're not going to come up with parades every day because it, it wasn't a heroic effort that you arrived at an impossible place. It's just dog shit awareness. You're awake to being awake now. Yeah. It has an incredible amount of side benefits that it doesn't have any intention to bring. But because of what we have been believing, its benefits are astounding because now you won't be thinking that you were ever out of any moment. They'll be very clear. They'll be thinking maybe, but you won't be, you won't be believing you're out of a moment. Therefore, you won't buy the trilogy of how to get into the moment, how to really get into the moment, how to really, really stay in the moment. You're not going to buy the first book and you're definitely not going to buy the third book because you can't be out of a moment. Pretty good. Cleared up, eh? Cleared up, never to be unclear. Pretty good. These certain ideas seem to have a life, but some of them are extinguished like that. You see something and that's that. Yeah, it doesn't come up again. Yeah, it's like, all right, that's done. Yeah, so the whole idea of I can be out of the moment is an insane idea. Yeah, so there's no need to get into the moment. And then you look at, since I've been six years old, seemingly, I've been trying to get out of me. Never really was that successful. And after blaming myself for years for all the failures of trying to get out, maybe I've got to look at, maybe I'm not in that which I've been trying to get out of. Yeah. That seems like the only other possibility. I've exhausted every other one. I've tried every vehicle to get out of self. Drug addiction, reading science fiction, Edgar Allan Poe, spirituality, mindfulness, all these things. None of them seem to really work. Yeah. So maybe the point is I can't get out of an imaginary place. Yeah. Maybe that will explain everything. Hopefully it will for you. Yeah. You'll realize why I can't get out of self is I was never in self. Yeah. And why I can't get into the moment without seemingly getting out of the moment is because I've truly never been out of any moment. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get into if you get into the mental moment, you're going to get out of that mental moment. But the, the moment, there's no escape. Yeah. Everything is in is defined by the here and now. Everything. All of your imagined 30 years from now are here and now. All your reminiscences of 50 years ago is here and now. Nothing escapes that. Yeah. The mental state thinks it can go into these playgrounds, but in fact, it's all imaginary. Yeah. All imaginary. So check it out. How did this assumption become the starting point? Well, the mental state has been implying it reinforcing it, just assuming it to be true for a long, long period of time. You're never feeling like you're in the process of becoming this mental idea of self. You start from you already are that. Yeah. And then there isn't that many opportunities when that becomes the historical fact. One of them that are demonstrated in addiction, spiritual addiction, and all the other addiction vehicles is, yes, trying to get out of self as self. Yeah. 
So we try to get out of the imaginary thing as the imaginary thing, which just makes the imaginary thing seem more and more real. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? So... And you can pin this idea of what you're not to the mat. It's not going to give up. As soon as you let it up, it's going to put on a different, it's like an emperor with a lot of clothes in its fucking closet. It'll just throw on another pair of clothing and hide underneath that one. Yeah, because it doesn't ever arrive at being convinced that self can't get out of self. It keeps on trying. When one, one vehicle fails, it backs up and gets into another vehicle. Spirituality, back up. Organic farming, back up. You know, meta, loving everyone, back up. On and on, it just won't get it. So you can't, you're not going to get relief from the system through the system. Whatever relief it will bring about is very temporary and it, it reinforces the system, which is the cause of the irritability, wrestles, and discontent. You have to see the system from outside of it, yeah? You have to question the hub or the axle of the whole system, which is self-centeredness, itself. This idea of what? The idea is really of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the hearer, the taster, the toucher. It's pictured, and all those attributes are given to the idea of a body, but it's not the body particularly. It's the ownership of the activities of being conscious, yeah? The th seeing thoughts, I'm the seer of the thoughts. I'm not, overly, I'm not only the seer of the thoughts, I'm the thinker of the thoughts, yeah? Yeah, and so let's say today you'll have a lot of sensations in your body, yeah? Maybe emotional feelings, all this. All of them are going to be used to imply the one feeler. And that one feeler is going to picture, be pictured as a historical feeler, and it's going to be pictured as you. Yeah? Same thing with thoughts. All the thoughts are going to be held by the one idea that I'm the thinker. Yeah, or the thought about, because it plays subject-object. So I'm either I'm the thinker of the thoughts, or I'm the thought about. Yeah, but in fact, all the thoughts are going to be used to reinforce the identification as the thinker or the thought about. Yeah, all the seeing is going to be, you're going to see tons of stuff today. I don't set out to see tons of stuff. You're just here awake. You're going to see tons of stuff. But all that stuff I see is going to be used to imply the one seer. You see, that is the bondage of self. We speak about it in recovery. And there's a prayer where we say, please relieve us of the bondage of self. That's it. It's not a bondage to self because there's no thing called self. It's a bondage of self. It's the bondage of thinking I'm a possessor of that which I don't possess. It's the bondage of believing I'm the doer of that which I don't do. Yeah? That's, that's the bondage of it. It's a mental idea that the whole mental activities reinforce. Yeah? And they're not open to be convinced otherwise, really. <laughs> They'll be convinced maybe for 10 minutes, maybe at a retreat when you're in a controlled environment. And not, you, you know, but as soon as you start driving home, 
the fucking the effects of the retreat go in the back mirror and there you go again. It's Paul that just was at a three-week retreat. Yeah, that retreat's been branded as you you did it. And what happens? The only way you can think of if it didn't really work, do more retreats and longer retreats. Yeah, more intensive retreats. <laughs> it just has to go on and on and on. The thing never freaking will never sit with its failure. Yeah, you've got to watch it sit. Yeah, you see it from something other than it and you recognize the failing of the system. There's nothing right or wrong with it. It just fails, yeah? It's a terrible GPS. It has the same maps that it drew up in 1975, and it's trying to apply it to 2021, yeah? Listen to your narrative during the day. Actually, see what you do. Let's say you wake up at 8 o'clock. You get up, have some water, you make some coffee, or for me, a beautiful latte, you know. You do this, you do that, you have that in engagements and stuff. And then, all right, so you're just seeing what's happened. And then try to listen to the narration that was playing while this shit was happening. You never fucking do enough. Oh, you're so much, <laughs> it's completely different. And you're actually quite busy, but it has a stubborn story. You're never busy. You're a lazy motherfucker, whatever. And it, it's running. So, and basically, our interest and attention doesn't go to what's happening. It goes to the narration. Yeah? Because it's been, a, it's been habitually directed that way by the mental state. There's been an over-reliance on the mental state. And all the signs of the mental state point to you. Yeah? You're it. You're the one that did it, or you're the one that should have done it. Yeah. So it's just a, if you could just do an average, uh, like an inventory of your day without the freaking personal story, you would see every day is chock full of a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing tons of birds. I'm see, feeling lots of different winds coming from this, different places. Fucking flowers are blooming. Tons of stuff. But if you asked my head, it would say, uh, this was a lazy fucking day. You know, you've got more debits than credits. And you know what? You're not going to be okay today. You just haven't done enough. I'm not giving you. It plays God, doesn't it? Does it or does it not play God? Does it or does it not tell you what your day was like? After you lived the day, we're so out to lunch, we wait for it to tell us how it was. I don't even know how my trip to Hawaii was. I have to wait till I get home and look at the pictures. Oh, it looks great. I must have had a great time. That's signs of being out to lunch, don't you? I feel. I don't know. So, yeah, this is just a... Uh, I'm not interested in what you are. I'm interested in what you're not. What you are is totally okay. <laughs> it doesn't need any help. <laughs> what you're not... <laughs> It would, nice, it would be nice to see it and then break this fucking blind allegiance to it by recognizing it's not you. There is no you that's there. It's you that's being implied, manufactured, inferred, remembered. But there's no you. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Uh, you got two hands up. Uh, Christian has had his hand up. Christian, you want to go ahead? Yeah. 
Hi, Paul. Hello. We spoke oh, before. here, I see you. Yes. How are you? You're right. We spoke before. I don't know whether you remember me. I'm from the UK. Um, well, that's, that narrows it down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, I think um, like my action figure, uh, it kind of dismissed you ignorantly from the start. And then it began to listen a bit more and more. And then uh, things started to sink in. And um, yeah, my thought machine uh, came to a halt <laughs> uh, at times. So you brought my thought machine to a standstill at points, like so, which is a good sign. Um, so I bought your book, um, Escape to Everywhere. And um, uh, yeah, some of the concepts I really like. Some concepts have really resounded with me. Um, the the noun and the verbing, realizing that I'm a verb uh, uh, instead of a noun, is quite profound. Simple but profound. Um, I'm starting to see my body as a tripod <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, treating myself as a limitless train station and just watching yeah. these trains. So, yeah, the trains are going by, but I see myself not jumping on as many trains as I used to. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the problem is, is that what I'm finding is, is that I'm, I'm starting to see more pauses in my thought process. And I'm starting to rest more in those pauses. Uh, rest in peace, <laughs> R.I.P. But um, um, yeah, this this fucking action figure of mine, you know, just when you know you're in the moment, you're in the presence, then it starts to claim it, doesn't it? It starts to sabotage the moment. After a while, it will coil its fucking snake. It'll be like a snake that will try and coil itself around every single experience, and then it will claim it for itself. So. I feel like there's a there's a tug of war happening inside between the space and the action figure. Uh, but that's all on the action figure side. It's no the space isn't tugging a war. Yeah, yeah. The space the space is always readily available, and it 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 holds whatever's going on. And what's going on is the the dualistic tug of war. Yeah, yeah. It's it has nothing to do with the space. The space. Uh, that tug of war, both sides are going to get tired and it'll be less interesting. First, one side will get more less interested in the other side. The other side will get less interested and there won't be so much tugging anymore. Yeah. I'm serious. This is you're in, what you described are indications of things changing that I have seen myself and I've heard heard it from thousands of other people entertaining these ideas from wherever they got these ideas. Yeah. These ideas aren't from me. They're from somewhere. And, uh, and that that somewhere has been accessed by others. Yeah. And so, uh, I just rest assured that you're in good hands. Yeah. Now you may not believe so because you think you're in, you're still in yours, but you're not. That's the, that's an illusion that doesn't hold much weight. So basically, like Raman Mohashi would say, your head is in the tiger's mouth. It's really a done deal. You're acting as if it isn't, like there's a tug of war. But uh, what is there's a tug of war between the colon and the tongue. You're in the fucking tiger's digestive tract. You're already, you're already food for the, for the spirit. <laughs> so, yes. But hey, you know, we take that stuff 
you know, the, the resistance and all that to be true, but it wears out, you know, it just sort of can't, uh, time can't, uh, gets worn out by the aspect of timelessness. It does. Yeah. Time just can't, time can't keep up with timelessness. <laughs> it just can't. So, so yeah. So just, uh, the spiritual subpoena is calling in the right witnesses and shit and things are happening. Yes. And, uh, you may see at one point, Oh, that's, Hey, I'm the judge. I'm the defense attorney. I'm the, the convicted. I'm every, you know, you know, and then you'll see I'm none of those. And then you'll see, Oh, and I'm appearing as them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's on bro. So yeah. What you said earlier it was struck a chord as well about um like nature's happening around you so for some reason in the last six months like nature i have a completely different relationship with nature it's almost as if i've been ignorant to it all my life and it's looking at me and saying right you're starting to notice me now and yeah. uh, you said something last week about the trees um a particular tree in california that they stand out uh, oh redwoods redwoods redwood, yeah. that's absolutely and it's like every time I walk out the door, I, I live right opposite a park and it feels like a, a fairy tale. Like literally, like it's almost as if I've got had HD contact lenses placed over my eyes and everything speaks to me with a great to degree of vibrancy. And even the birds and everything, it's just they just feel like rhythms of consciousness and, and everything is just seems to be. Well, you know, just go powerful. into the woods more. That That's what completely that's when the the action figure does a complete disappearing act when I engage with nature. Well, go then wed nature. <laughs> Move from the engagement to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be any divorce in that wedding. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, see, we won't, a lot of us, in a way, in time, we need to reach a permission to find that space we easily see in woods and the water and the ocean in our own situation. But that permission will come, you know? And when it comes, there was no need for it. But people are holding out, but they, they do have aspects of their life where it's free, like a woods or something, or, a, you know, going to the beach. Well, it would make a lot of sense to go there more often, in my view. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, if, no, if something works, why would I? Oh, that works. And then just, well, you know, I go, you know, like for me, going in the water, now there's a little uh, resistance to it because it's cold here, very cold. But going in the water isn't a debated situation for me. I just go in any way I can. <laughs> I never really question it because, uh, yeah. There was uh, the immediacy of magic there. You know, I've had a lot of situations and not all of them did I come out smiling, but every time I go in the ocean, I come out smiling. Pretty good, yeah? So try to, you know, try to, try to stay near the ocean then. But then again, you'll find that is of you, yeah? It's, you're, you're bringing, the ocean is playing a role that tees it out of you, but it doesn't come from the ocean. We are of that which we're feeling in the woods for sure. Yeah, but again, it comes to this, 
in a weird in that that programming of being a separate thing there's a lot to do with permission you know this the 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 head withholds a lot of possibility seemingly and we play along with it and so a lot of people are looking for an outside authority even an an insane one such as myself just to have permission to be okay now so if you need permission i'm giving you permission you know <laughs> be okay now i mean it, cuz it's uh it's not a, it's not about sacrifice or anything. You sacrificed enough already in a way. It's about recognizing this is why we had a beautiful share the other day. The man spoke about in the idea of powerlessness and how it showed a, a, a incredible innocence in all of us before before the uh, the good and bad doors were defined, and then permission and lack of permission. You don't have a hall pass. You cannot. Yes, all that, like, tr- you know, putting traffic cops everywhere in our life started. Yes, there's an innocence before all that, and it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, the the innocence was never lost. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, so. Yeah, bro. It's nice to see you. And I hope you leave this meeting early and go to the park. Absolutely. Well, I, yeah. I was thinking of having a, a garlanded photo of you in the background. In, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure. joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Mike? Sorry. I screwed up something here. Um, uh, thanks, Christian. John Luna. Go ahead. John Luna. Hey, nice doing, Paul? You, John. Um, uh, the retreat was was great last weekend, and uh, I bought your book under arrest, and uh, it just mentioned that you grew up on Long Island, so that's where I grew up. So I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. Um, A town in Long Island. Um, Huntington. Oh, Rockville Center. Right. Yeah, that's funny. I, I kind of, I don't know, that came to my mind. I don't know. That's funny. That, that, that might have been where. Um, so, um, maybe you heard of Jimmy Jack, Pastor? He was a big uh, uh, recovery guy. The uh, Teen Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so after the retreat, uh, everything just clicked into view. And first of all, I had an understanding, an experiential understanding of uh, nothing ever happened, right? Like there, there was this presence, this bright space, uh, and, and the knowing from that space of that nothing ever happened in this space. I mean, things are constantly happening, but the, this knowing space, nothing has ever happened. And, and there was no contradiction between those two. And my mind was very quiet. I almost couldn't think and I felt a great relief and then over the course of the next couple of days this that brightness uh I was still experiencing from that place but the thoughts started to comment on it and not it was almost like I said well what's the problem it's just these thoughts are coming because they're commenting on the 
relaxation and the openness and the beauty of this of experiencing from this place you know which has been the, the natural state but then i noticed like in christian kind of uh alluded to beforehand the commenting from the thoughts and became sort of over of course of a few days more claiming and then from the claiming now it becomes that i'm out of it again and how do i effort myself back and my thinking is okay well i i can sign up for the next uh zoom meeting you know and maybe that's what i you know that's just what 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 i need you know you need more time and more exposure to the truth but it's just i i just saw it happening and I, and it felt so clear and bright in the beginning but there was still that thought now nah, this is it's so funny there's that little thought that it, it just says no it won't it won't last and I, and there's something that still believes that you know that and that's I think where the power comes from. I don't know. Maybe you can comment on that. I don't know if that was confusing or not. No, it's it's so. Hey, first of all, you know, have a lot of gratitude for that vacation. Yeah, yeah without yeah. having to go anywhere, and see that vacation. Though it, in the mental state, it it hurries up to have it end. That vacation is of a place that doesn't begin or end. Yeah. Yes. Right. So when you leave that vacation, you don't think that you're going to have to travel there again. You just realize it's there or it's here. That's my feeling. Yeah. There's a certain hereness to it. And so, you know, the head will still, you know, act as if it has to book a flight or do this or do that, but that's going to weaken. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just because, uh, too much has been revealed, you know, so it's, it's the system is not going to be able to fit itself around this anymore. It's going to sort of, uh, it'll get exhausted in a lot of ways. Yeah. It'll still give a, it'll give it a shot, but it doesn't even have any heart in it anymore. It's just mechanical. And, and uh, I think it just brings you, in this place of changing uh, conditions and perceptions and everything, to have a, a sense felt memory, not a memory, but a sense feltness of the always, everywhere, now, all the time, uh, outweighs all the comings and goings to me. Yeah. So I've had enough situations. One of them, I remember, it was so clear that uh, how it was at that moment is the only way it always is, yeah? It affords the opportunity of tons of, shinks, of things to appear and disappear, but that space isn't predicated on that which is appearing and disappearing. That availability of that space isn't predicated on you, John. It isn't. Yeah, yes, it's way before you. John. It's way before Paul. And Paul and John are a way of denying it, so to speak, yeah? So trying to use that which isn't a denial of it isn't going to arrive there. It's, that's not its agenda. So there'll be a loss of interest. The interest grows into something else. And uh, 
Paul, you know, grazes around, does its little thing, but it's sort of like the big screen that used to be all Paul. Now it's in one of those little corner, like when you, right now you're the big screen and there's Paul in this little corner. Yeah, and then that little corner doesn't drag as much attention to it. It doesn't. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. I mean, yeah. That's, a great, yeah. that's a great analogy. Yeah, uh, so this is the thing. And once it jumps in and it's appearing as this small screen talking about its effects on the big screen, is it attempting to imply it's the big screen? Yes, that's how it does right. it. Yeah, it pontificates on something and then it fills up the screen. <laughs> so you lose interest in it while it's pontificating in the corner, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're being fed and you're looking from and looking for completely different things than this narrative has going on. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Really. I think, I think my thoughts though, account, there's a thought telling me, and maybe this is a thought I maybe need to straighten out and get rid of is that if I, do, if I try to, if I take a stance, there's like a feeling of if I take a stance again, like just let the thoughts go, don't entertain them. That's sort of dualistic. So I'm taking the, the thoughts. Is, no, bro, there's going to be an entertaining of the thoughts, but you want to just okay. take the floor of it's you entertaining them. There's entertaining right, of the thoughts. You're not mm -hmm. going to you're not going to stop the entertaining of them. They're entertaining. They're being entertained, but they don't co turn into syndicated shows with you as the star of them. Yeah. Right. Right. You're not the one that's entertaining it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You're the one that's entertaining it. What is, is like the franchise. <laughs> it gets slapped on that. And now it's another franchise of Paul. So no, there's entertaining of thoughts because you're not entertaining. You're seeing them, you know, you know Same, in, right. in a way of mind. Yeah. You're not, that's not going to stop because we're conscious, we're awake, and things that are appearing, just like I'm looking out these windows, I'm going to see what appears in my yard. <laughs> I don't, you know, that's because right. I'm looking in my yard. So there's going to yeah. be, you, there's going to be a, a seeing of stuff. I feel that the difference between hearing and listening is huge. And the idea, the listening is when it's the you has been presented as the one that's doing everything, that's thinking, that's doing that, yeah? Right. That's what we, wanna, right. we wanna take that false platform, question right. that, because everything else is based on that assumption. Right, so yeah. it's the interest in that the thought is about on me. That's the problem, is that well, I'm that interested in it. you're the thinker, you're the one who's having it, but that's right, the thought right. itself. That's a thought itself too, right? So yes, that's the, the thought of John thinks it's having other thoughts, but it's just another thought. Right. It just says it's the haver of all the other thoughts. It's a crazy thought. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but to see, the thing is, that thought is disguised with, disguised with identity, so we don't see it as a thought. We see there's Paul, and then there's thoughts. No, Paul is a thought. All is the thought, right? John yeah. is the thought, right? Right. Yeah. So right. it's and so when you see Paul as a thought, it makes a hot lot. There'll be a lot more sense there when you you see instead of seeing John as the thinker, you see John as a thought. It's right. a huge difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow or another, it's so slippery. It just slips. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're gonna. 
you're on the winning side, bro. Why yeah. you should there should be a sort of acting like that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't and, need and to I, pledge allegiance to the failed mechanism. We can just sort of be brazen about the relief. Yeah. It was. And the sense of trying to be mindful when it was just so obvious that I'm right there. Like what's to be mind? Yeah. It, it just made total sense, you know. It was like trying to narrow something too. Like what what I'm trying it was like an artificial trying to narrow attention when it's just attention is just so obviously there. It's just there. Yes. No, yeah. I'm so, not a big I'm not a big advocate of contracting and directing attention. No. Yeah, it's, it felt uncomfortable. I, I felt the unnaturalness of it. So I was aware of that, you know. Good. And, yeah. And I'm not like, a, yeah. I just I like the uh free range type of thing. Yeah. Let it do what it's going to do. Yeah. 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 All right, bro. Stay with well us. Yep. You're a lifetime yeah. member, knowing it or not, of Zen Bitch Slap. So. Okay. Thank there you. are some fringe benefits, especially the Long Island chapter. You get uh, you get home, you get homey, homey benefits. <laughs> but Rockwell Center, you know. <laughs> Rockwell Center had their own police force. They were an incorporated village. Man, they were insane. Man. All right. I digress. See you, bro. Thanks. Thanks, John. And Lisa. Lisa. Hey, Paul. Hey, yeah. Lisa. My first time uh, in front of the camera with you. I'm just thrilled to, uh, to be here with, uh, with you. I've been listening to your videos for a number of years and I mean, man, you have brought it home for me time after time. And uh, for that, I'm incredibly grateful. Um, your message just hits here so well. And, um, but something come up kind of recently um, in this, this, just seeing everything's just happening, you know, life is living. It just couldn't be better, man. And so there's a talking with friends happening, a friend in particular, and there's sort of a, an old characteristic from the, the character that's used to be the one that ran the show here uh, that was very blunt and uh, perhaps maybe a little bit um, abrupt with people and maybe would kind of piss people off a little bit sometimes but usually not the kind of thing. I can't thing. imagine any of that. Yeah, well, you know, that happens, right? Anyway, uh, that's sort of, that's an old thing and it hadn't been around much at all because uh, the whole, that whole business seems to have, have fallen away somewhat, but not completely. And so recently talking with a friend and, um, and she's talking about her dreaming, of course, and different things that are going on in her life and all this, just, she's talking about the dreaming and there's a little bit of, um, not annoyance, but kind of like, oh, okay, this again. And, and then there's just a blurting out of, yeah, that's in your mind. She makes a statement about her son. And I said, well, yeah, that's true in your mind. Well, there was silence on the other end, of course. And then there's the immediate recognition here. Oh, that was probably hurtful. And, um, Shortly thereafter, she hangs up and she's upset. I can tell, of course, and 
says um, she's being emotional. She's going to get off the phone. And so the phone, hang up the phone, and then there's a recognition. Yeah, that there was unskillfulness, but it was, it came straight out. There was no thought, no idea that I should say anything. It, not that there's anybody here that even knows about that. It just happened. And so the unskillfulness, it felt like there needed to be an apology. And so there was an apology. And that wasn't uh, just on a text. It wasn't too well received. She's, she just said, I'm backing away. And I said, fine. That was the end of it. But there's still this sense. So here's where my question comes in after all that long description. Sorry, everybody. And that is, um, the unskillfulness, the, the occasional repetition of action that feels unskillful and could possibly be hurtful to individuals when there's no interest or desire to do that, it seems, not that there's anybody here that has that, that non-interest, but um, there's a knowing that hurtfulness is, is hurtful. And there's no idea that that can be different in a way so my question is, what is, you know, I know there've been a lot of changes in your life and there was a lot of unskillful activity at one point and then surely a lot less and then maybe none. How, how is it that uh, from your side, you see as a non-entity or dealing with it, if it arises? Well, first of all, it may have been very skillful. You can't judge it by its reaction. And uh, maybe in a while, the person will appreciate you. You never know. Yeah, because... Uh, that absolutely occurred to me, but... But then in Rome, we do as the Romans do. So a lot of times, you know, like here, I have a different seat assignment in the Zoom. So I'm, I'll point stuff out that if I was just listening, someone wanted to call and dump on me on stuff about something, I would just listen to them and not point anything out. Yeah. But then if they asked me, then I would point something out, whatever. Yeah. So you get, Hey, you know, uh, this place is a sloppy place. You just learn as you go. Yeah. And then the idea of an amends isn't so much that they accept it or not. It's just that you presented it. Yeah. And their reaction isn't your business really. So basically, yeah. So, you know, let's say Rome has a lot of shoes. So I step on a lot of shoes when I'm in Rome. So I got to do as the Romans do and say, hey, I'm sorry for stepping on your shoes. But uh, none of the feelings that come along with that uh, verify there's a you there. Exactly. There's no guilt or sense of blame or sense no. of, of having done anything on purpose. Um, yeah, it's all, that's all they, it's sort of like uh, in, this, in this, this pond of contact, the first hook, will, there'll, there'll be more bait put on it, and there's a, it's, a, it's a fishing expedition. Your head is trying to hook you with an old idea of, oh, you always did this, so having this appear must mean there's a you. Yes, you know. Yeah, a, yeah. I'm not all... falling for that shit. Yeah, I am not falling for that. 
Yeah, so then you just make, you know, you made your apology and that's that, you know, whatever happens, happens. Right. I hear you. And um, there was this thought as it, when I, when there was some reflection on what had happened, the thought was it popped out so fast and so unintendedly that it was like the truth. And I, there was, and it was the truth, of course, someone's just talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is their story, but what I mean, th- there is this thought that there can be an intention to be more skillful, to not hurt people. I don't have any desire to teach anyone or say anything. Well, just put it out there and see if it works that way. I learn here. I learn by mistakes for sure. Right. Sometimes I my humor crosses a line and I have to sort of, or, you know, people don't know me. So I did this the other day with a different group who doesn't know me. So I said something in a joking matter and I got a big uh, backlash of what it meant or something. And then, you know, I'd have to start explaining myself to people and, and uh, what I'm not, (laughs) but uh, you know, I didn't feel, I never felt the weight they were trying to imply. I just sort of, well, you know, I didn't really mean anything. So, and, uh, whatever. So yeah, you learn, you learn uh, as you go. That's one of the great things recovery says, you know, in a way you have a new way of life. And in that way of life, you find that you can face life successfully. So when I step on people's toes, I can uh, hear that I can, you know, in Rome, I own it, you know, but I'm not a Roman, you know, but in Rome, I own it. And yeah, let it go. But a lot of times uh, when something comes out like that, yeah, it's uh, that's going to lead to something else in the person. Yeah. Because it, it was a, it was an arrow with a different poison on the tip. Yeah. It was direct. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, I, an yeah. arrow, but yeah, for sure. It was. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It is a sloppy place. And I, I love that it is. And we just have to learn not we, but this, this thing learns. It seems like it's learning. Yeah. And I, it has I, the ability. Yeah. Because yeah, it does. See, when I came, when I, I have such a contrast in this life because with being an active addict, you know, I couldn't learn from myself behavior. I couldn't learn from others for sure. And now all that stuff uh, has has redeveloped. I learned from other people. I learned from myself. I learned a lot from my girlfriend, uh, you know, and so, yeah, it's awesome. I'm not intending anything, but I pick shit up and uh, allows things to go uh, swimmingly, more swimmingly. (laughs) Because a lot of times what happens here and is seen as the cause isn't, it's being used to blow shit up. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of times we want to put a lot of attention on the tree and miss the forest. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to, that tree really bothered me. There's another agenda of missing the forest underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, yeah. So there's, 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 there seem to be occasionally an idea come up about quote unquote spiritual bypassing. Oh, I didn't mean it. It wasn't really me that, and there's a question always to look at that. And it doesn't seem like that. I would totally wish spiritual bypass on everybody. I 
bypass the whole spiritual idea. Oh. <laughs> I would. It's so funny that it's just funny to me. So now when people talk about I'm spiritual bypassing far out, well, what, all those other cars are going backwards. So great. It may look like you're, you're, you're passing. A different, a different language here uh, in the sense of, you know, when uh, doer, doership falls away, you know, there's, it's very clear that there's nobody here that's really responsible it's happening, these things are said, they happen. But that's also, that's something you can fall back on at, at an individual, if there's still individual. Oh there, yeah, sure. on, Use as a way to bypass looking at, you know. Well, yeah, shit. I think that's a phase, that's a phase of immaturity when introduced to the message of non-duality. Yes, It'll, I do. yes. You start seeing because your head tries to get an advantage out of the message that there isn't a you. <laughs> it does as right. a you. Like as a you, you it wants to get advantage with the idea that there's not a you. So yeah, but usually you can see it. It plays itself yeah. out, and it uh, usually dies down. I yeah. find. And yeah. I, that you know that was a strong thing to look at, especially. I loved your story about when you first kind of, I think it was you assembled on this, you didn't do the dishes and your girlfriend. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. you know, here it is. Yeah. My head rushed out and tried to take advantage of it. I see it a lot with people in recovery who hear the idea of non-duality and then they think, well, if there's no self, then I don't have to do the steps. But then they... Then they call me up after they, they're drunk and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just commend you so highly for your work in 12 Step. And I love listening. I love it when you point out the Course in Miracles. You've been very, very instrumental in helping this whole shit get straightened out over here. And uh, I just want to encourage anybody out there that's been listening to Paul for just a short period of time. Stick with it. Because the message will come through. You just got to hang in there with it until it can break through the mental construct. It'll hit pay dirt. You just got to be patient. And, and that's been the case here, Paul. I'm just so grateful. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I agree. All right. Thank you. Just come back, huh? Thank you, Lisa. And, and I'm going to, to, a, to a dinner at a friend's tonight that seems like there was some dismissing of me because of the non-duality conversation sometimes that wasn't even a big deal between us and it's, it goes back and forth right but i since i know as him i'm free <laughs> i don't i don't worry about it and it just like comes and goes as it goes <laughs> so yeah it seems to work really well um wouldn't i wouldn't miss a dinner for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna go to his house <laughs> Um, Peter is up. Peter. Hey, Paul. One sec, Steve. Sorry about that. Um, my my question, first of all, thank you. Uh, first time, long time. Um, my question is kind of about this idea of skillful means and addiction and non-duality and how do those three things sort of, can you speak to those three things kind of coming together? Like 
you're obviously acting out addicted behavior. Okay, so addictive behavior is of duality. Yeah. In appearance. Skillful yeah. means is needed in duality. Yes? Yes. Skillful means it are things that are valuable when acquired in a place that's coming and going and that's extended in time. Yes? Yes. Non-duality can be a lot of things to the person who reads about it or hears it, but non-duality truly is indescribable, incomprehensible, and there's no way you're going to understand it. So basically, it's so-so that it almost appears like it's not so completely. Yeah, That non-duality, that though can't be used as a tool, can, can be usually influential, yeah? Because we are of that nature, yeah? Even while we're appearing as an action figure who's fucked up and is suffering from addiction, yeah? We are of that, which is implied by non-duality, yes? So bringing that light to a place of light and dark is valuable, extremely valuable when an aspect of the dark called Paul tries to use the idea of non-duality as a weapon or as a, as a uh, let's say, a flashlight, it's not going to work that well. Yeah. Because non-duality is really at, about getting to the whole point. So it doesn't really want to keep helping the action figure travel better. It wants to leave the action figure with its own devices so that the action figure sees they're not they're his devices and that you're not an action figure, yeah? Now, so skillful means can be used to, to produce an ease and comfort that allows the entertaining of non-duality or can be used to put off the idea that you are what you're looking for and that you're going to become that by improving the you that's looking. Yeah. So there's a lot of meaning given to all of it. It's, it runs into a, an idea that I think presented in the course of miracles called level confusion. And we used to use a, a, a picture of that, which is, let's say someone is in a house that's on fire and they're super hot and they're coughing up and everything like that. They don't need to hear the message, there's no one in the house and there's no house on fire. They need a pail of water. So that would be like the world of skillful means, yeah? So, but then when the fire is put out, then you can sit with the person and start going, you know, Bill, you seem to be on a lot of fires. Maybe there's a connection between Bill and the fires, yeah? So now, now you're leading to the truth. <laughs> well, there may be a lot of fires, but there's really no fire starter. But while a fire starter is, de is denying that with non-duality, it's still getting his ass cooked, yeah? So it doesn't work, yeah? So yeah, there's level confusions. So I don't see... I see the action figures approach to non-duality like a coyote approaching a desert tortoise. 
the coyote's trying to get the food, the tortoise sucks everything in, and then the coyote gets bored and leaves, the tortoise. Well, that's, that the, that's the immaturity of non-duality I was just speaking about. Yeah, so I figure if you, if you, if it, ex, if it doesn't make you, if you realize you can't be a non-self as a self, then you'll lose interest in the idea of non-self, and uh, actually that can, that can be a huge gaining of interest in non-duality, because you're losing interest in the one that's trying to be a non-self as a self. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot going on. It can be, it can be. The appearances imply certain things that may be going on. You can start seeing it. Yeah. 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 I don't use non-duality as a tool as a tool to get out of something I'm feeling. <laughs> I don't do it. Non-duality is just a fact to me. It's just a fact. No matter what can't be convinced, underneath that is of being convinced. I'm just convinced of certain things and non-things that don't, don't come up for debate anymore. It was very weird when I was out there using, and I was totally insane, but there was two lines I would never cross and never thought about, and that was getting married or having a baby. <laughs> never went cross. The same way with this idea, certain things that I have come to a, a point up with the idea of non-duality have never been debated or changed so yeah <laughs> yeah i hope that, that's helpful and nice to see you yeah you too paul thank you so much oh you're welcome thanks peter uh Catherine. hi i'm i'm really sorry i can't turn on my camera because every time i do my internet crashes so um I apologize for that, but it's it's really good to be here. And I think you've answered already um, a lot of my questions. Um, um, basically, six years ago, I, um, I went out with my partner of nearly 30 years. We met in recovery and... Um, and I adored him. I was so in love. And uh, um, I woke up in the morning and he was dead. He'd, he'd died sometime in the night. And um, my, my world just fragmented. And, um, and whatever kind of belief I had in God, just felt like it died with him and lots of other things you, you know just huge shock and not just but huge shock and huge huge grief um and um what i wanted to flag up was in that moment when i woke and i tried to wake him and i realized that he was dead um my whole sense of time just fragmented and which was a bit ironic because I'd spent, you know, many years 
trying to be free of the mental construct of time. And um, in that moment, I was, I was really freed of that, that mental construct of time. And as, as um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of gone through this grief, this grief, um, which, which I don't know, I feel God or my understanding of God is, is really, is really present. But what, that whole concept of time and I have you know people that love and care about me say things like what would you like to do in the future and all I can say is I have no future and that really worries them <laughs> that really concerns them and I'm not saying I have no future maybe in the way I did when he died because you know there was a tomorrow in that relationship there were plans they were we're gonna go and do this we're gonna retire and head for the sun um but but i feel very blessed with being able to say i have no future it's not i suppose if i went to a doctor he'd probably want to put me on antidepressants because that's you know a sign of someone who's seriously depressed they can't imagine a future um but i feel it's absolutely freeing and I wondered if you could say anything about the nature of that that fragmentation of of the mental construct of of, of time well first uh you know maybe read the audience yeah it may not go well that for some that uh, there is no future. So <laughs> it's a, sort of like if I went to see my sister, I wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> She's a, you know, I would be uh, acting like a Roman while in Rome, whatever. But the idea of time, obviously it's incredibly influential, I would say, you know, whatever, gets into an idea that I have, which is not new, but it's a, re it's a reflection on looking at how things go. And I would say it's a form of dreaming. Yeah, I like the idea of dreaming to sort of capture it. And uh, the main ingredient of all these experiences and stuff is time. Time is... Uh, is an ingredient in all the colors of this palette that uh, makes the picture what it is. Yeah, so I see it that way. And you've had, a, people have experiences. I remember uh, one time my car hydroplaned on a mountain road and while it was doing a 360, time went very, very slow and I was just twiddling my thumb and saying to myself, I'll, I'll know how bad, bad, bad it is when I hit the, 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 uh, the wall. And it seemed like it took forever for the car to hit the wall. So yeah, you, we met, everyone here has had tons of experiences of the, uh, the undefined feeling of time. Like when you're doing something you don't like, it seems like it's going on forever. When you're doing something you love, it seems like it speeds up or... So yeah, it's just uh, 
I'd say it's the main ingredient of dreaming. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, but the fragmentation of it. It was more a fragmentation of you because you and time are very synonymous. So the you got fragmented from the trauma and therefore an aspect of you was seen fragmented. But time and you and you and time are very synonymous. Yeah. So I don't think frying, time fragmented. I feel the fabric of the yug frag, uh, frag, you know, fragmented, yeah. And therefore you saw time in a different way. But I don't know. It's nice to have you here. And uh, yeah. It's good to be here. Yeah. It's good to be here. And last thing, you know, the thing is, you know, I don't go around, you know, professing to everybody that I have no future. But, but actually when, when I'm, kind of and I do kind of try I you know I am I do choose who I say that to or I try to yeah but it's, but it's a very it's a very um you know this sense of because I because I spent you know quite a few years with a, a mantra of and I think there was a huge kind of survivor's guilt which you know it was there was like a domino effect of of other things that that had um happened in my life but I remember walking down the street you know with this I just want to die and um then realizing I was gonna die and it felt really freeing so I could live knowing, <laughs> knowing that whatever I'm kind of I don't know if that makes sense. It, it, it's just, yeah, it's just choosing who I share this with because, you know, sometimes um, it just worries people and I, you know, that's, that doesn't help. So it's great. I'm glad I'm here too. Thank you. Yeah. See, like a lot of times there's a feeling of being in a room with an imagined door and then the lock, tumbles I don't care how it tumbles I just like when it opens yeah so we can see it in so many different ways but basically what wasn't a possibility it being open becomes a possibility so yeah however it works like you chanting this or that it doesn't matter that's not that's the artistry of the dreaming so to speak yeah Okay. Like I, we were talking about earlier, I don't know if it was, you know, this idea, the mental state uh, pre presents conditions that there's a withdrawal of permission and a need to earn permission or to arrive at permission. And I know the last one that's ever going to get that permission is you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the it's one of the uh, overarching aspects of the dreaming of the bondage of self is this withholding possibility from us by an imaginary us this idea of self 
and I see that it's almost as if people are all, they're all put on a hook and uh, they'll, a lot will change, but that one last permission won't be fucking authorized. And uh, because it's not an okayness that you arrive at through doing or having or undoing, yeah, it ha it's an inherent okayness. It's like the guy last week talked about, Stefan, that innocence of the recognition of our powerlessness concerning this men mental process until we have the eyes to see something. And uh, that innocence isn't earned. It's inherent. Yeah? Yeah. All doors are opened yeah so whatever it takes it takes through our little it's almost like a mime or a pantomime of arriving at that condition that's already so and it can look a lot thousands of different ways but the understanding is always the same yeah it's always been this way yeah. Yeah. It's always been this way. And as John was saying earlier, a whole lot of shit happens, but nothing ever happened, really. Nothing ever happened to change the fact of what is. Nothing. Nor will there ever be anything that happens to change that fact. Yeah. And no matter how much believe of your relevance, it's irrelevant to that fact. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I... Anyone seeking permission, I, uh, I'll send a broad statement of permission giving out. <laughs> if you wanna, if, if you wanna presu presume an authority of me, I will, I will make a declaration from that authority. Yeah. Thank you. We're okay. Yeah. Thank you. I need that permission. <laughs> good. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you. Hey, anyone else now? Uh, no other hands. Oh, great. Then we can end it. Yeah. Hey there. Oh, I'm on. Someone just jumped in. Who's this? I'm sorry, I I, uh, I I can't get in the queue because I'm not in the system that way. Oh, it's Nor, I think, yes. It's Nor! <laughs> it's not neither, it's Nor. Neither, uh, neither, either, or. <laughs> yeah, it's so... Not neither, yeah, okay, it's but, not or, nor is it neither, nor, nor. <laughs> <laughs> so is it okay if I jump in because I didn't have a... I well, couldn't you, get in the you're queue. already in, so you might as well. It's too uh, late. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess mostly. I in the pool. Is it okay to jump in? No, you're already yeah, right. Too late. Uh, yeah, I mostly wanted to thank you for uh, our little sw quick chat a couple of weeks ago. You probably don't even remember it. I do but remember. I, just, I don't remember oh, the nice. chat. But I remember that there was a chat. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, I called you about time. 
because yes. time was dissolved. You know, it, any concept of uh, the sense of time being real is just meaningless to me right now. And I think it always was because I can't find any place that it starts, stops. Hap- I mean, the whole, the whole, all the little pieces that make it work are just obviously made up every single bit of it. So it was, it was nice to have you, uh, reinforce that with me. That was great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's the big thing. All right. Can I jump something in, Nor? Let me jump. I just want to jump and put a warning on this, on this label. So the dreamt is never going to get that there, uh, there is no time. Okay. The dreaming knows there's no time already, but the dreamt. So when you have this sense, you've got to open up to the possibility that the mental state is arising and claiming to be the one who has that sense. Right. That there's no time. And that thing that is of time cannot get that there is no time. And the dreamt is of time. Yeah? Yeah. Just to put it out there. The other, you mean the idea of time? The dreamt is time of time. Oh, the yeah. dreamt is time itself, which is an idea. What we call time is the dreamt. Yeah. So the point is, a lot of times people get an understanding becomes obvious, but they're not understanding that there's an aspect of the mental state that arises and claims to have the understanding. I'm just yeah, pointing. I, I, it's an, I, yeah, I, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a secondary movement that we don't notice that changes our location in a way. And yeah. so instead of seeing, we're looking, yeah, which is quite different, yeah. Yeah, right. I, you know, and it's always, it's so easy to press this out into and try to make something out of it. And there's a, a lot less of that. I, I will say that a lot of years ago I got that it's uh, – cruel to be late all the time it's a bad it's a you know it's a cruel habit it's taking advantage of people so somehow that shifted with that awareness or what why ever it shifted and i noticed the last few weeks i was a little more late lately but it was more like just um you know just relaxing into that and understanding that and then it kind of mostly disappeared so yeah, I think there are consequences that can go spin off. A lot of people talked about that today. This whole skillful means thing, and you talk about it all the time. Some this is a really good point. The the, the dreamer will grab it. Grab it, it's like its nature is grabby. Well, there's you know, a there's a grabbing that implies the the grabber, but there's right. not. There's no grabber, but there's grabbing. Right. Yeah. Yes, right, right. Yeah. 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 Good. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that got added to the equation because that's, uh, that's useful. You know, the other thing is the action figure. I figured out, I figured out, you know, whatever you want to call it. It, it became clear to me that the, yeah, it's action figures, right? It's, uh, it's plural. Yeah. Yes. They're all in their little boxes and then you take them out and play with them. But it's really one comes up and then does its thing and then it goes away. I mean, it's amazing to me. Some of these things that are still happening like that, any sense of continuity 
and any sense of emanation from God and any sense of deep purpose and love, these are all like becoming more miraculous every day. It's just amazing that these things even exist in this background of freedom. You know, there's a great joy to that, that, uh, it's just been, it's just been a lot more enjoyable, even with this horrible cold I have, which is not COVID. <laughs> I have this old cold and people say, are you sure it's not COVID? People got so, yeah. so, so locked into this, but yeah, thanks. I, and I really did like listen to everybody today. It was, uh, it's very freeing to just be in this field with other people. So thanks all. Yeah. Well, thank you, Noah. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, oh, thanks. thanks everybody. Yeah, it's amazing what uh, I always used to be surprised in recovery where you have 30 people that could be seen as assholes, but put together, they produce a sweet perfume. So yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. same thing with these Zooms. So it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, sort of, a, we've had a real... Uh, some of these Zooms lately, this week, really cooked up some sublime uh, ingredients. Man, I was very, very extremely uh, tasty, so to speak. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, uh, let's say goodbye, eh, Mike? Thanks, Nor. And yeah. Well, Mike, first and foremost, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, just- Always yeah. good to see you. We got Kerry. Kerry's now back in the uh, the hinterlands, Sorry. the land of snow and fury. It was bright sunshine today, which was good. Yeah, welcome me back with some bright sunshine. It's kind of well, sunshine's to... usually bright, so that's all right. That's good that it's still sort of. I'm glad, I'm glad hasn't lost any of its nature. You're too quick, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Judith, always a pleasure. Thank yes. you. Yes. You're going to become the epicenter. Hawaii will become the epicenter of zenbitslap.com. That's right. Between, between Carrie's house and my house, you guys can yeah. go back and forth. That's right. We're going to be. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good to see you, honey, as always. Bernard, you got the old lighting today. That's good. Yeah. Bernard is sort of like uh, uh, the adolescence of Mr. Void. Mr. Miss, he's entering the void also. It's going to be a, it's going to be a busy neighborhood there. Where's George is from the void. So where is he? All right. We got John Luna from Huntington, Long Island. The Long Island Railroad. I used to live right on the wrong side of the track, literally. The Long Island Railroad was in the back of our house. <laughs> Susan. Oh, Susan is, uh, I see a lot of Susan today has come up to the surface. That's nice. Nice to see you, Susan. John Kay, as always. Always a pleasure, John Kay. Thank you, Paul. Yes. Robert, again, very, very nice to see you, Robert. Thank you. Thanks, all of you. All of you have made up. Uh, Thanks, Paul. You know, yeah. It's just. Uh, I'm emotionally moved by the Zooms. Yeah. Like I feel things like fondness and warmness and stuff. And uh, yeah. 
Nice. Very nice. We got Sylvester Fraser, the man before the blinds. He, I just lost him. Some, these, why does the Zoom move? I don't know why. Sylvester, nice to see you, Sylvester. All right, we got uh, Glenda, Glenda O'Driscoll. Nice to see you, Glenda. I hope your family's well. Everything's good. Yeah, good, good. Tariq, Tariq is in Dover, Dover, New Jersey. Nice to see you, Tariq. Always a pleasure. Yeah, we got Christian. Christian, that was a great chair today. Thanks for the conversation. Yeah, now go out to the park soon when we get off of this. We got Sonia. Sonia, nice to see you again, honey. Always a pleasure. We got Philip from Brisbane. He took a vow of silence today. Yes, nice to see that. Yeah. You yeah. have a Zen bitch slap shirt on yet? No? Yeah, I'm the president of the Zen of the Brisbane Zen bitch bitch. Oh, uh, can you why don't you stand up? Let me see that sweatshirt. Which one you got? Oh, fantastic. You got uh Hawang Po. Yeah. Wow, fantastic! I'm, I'm president of the of the of the Brisbane um, bitch, Zen Bitch Slap Club. So we're, we're oh, thank all... you for informing us of that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were anointed. But thank you. That's good. I like that. I like that. Uh, taking it on yourself. Yeah, to become the president. Good. <laughs> well, you'd like to introduce Wang Po to more people. I think he's yeah. pretty oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, we got Ariane. Nice to see you, Ariane. Pleasure. Roman is always fantastic. Say hello to Barbara. Yes, yes. Ben Clark, the poet laureate, is back into his usual position, prone. Very good. Stefan, thank you so much, Stefan, for that. Uh, you, were, uh, you were like the gatekeeper of the portal. It's very nice. Yes. Yes, it was a very, very large space. Appreciate it. Jacob, as always. Johannes, yes, it's a pleasure. Uh, we got Natalie. Natalie, I got the lovely present. I can't believe it came intact after it was sent to Mike. I, uh, the, it seems like the chocolate's all there. And I chose the yellow picture. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. The retreat was amazing. Oh, great. Thank you, honey. I'm going to share next next week. That's All right. Really good, honey. Yes. Thank you. We got Michael. Michael Ling. Michael L. Nice to see you, Michael. Suzanne. Pleasure. Yes, as always. McCauley. Ah, yes. Good old. And nice to see you, McCauley. I always miss your smile when it's not here. Very nice. Joseph, good to see you, Joseph. Thanks for your attendance last weekend. Oh, there's Nina, not Tina, nor Mina. It's Nina. My favorite gal from, uh, I th what are you in, Tribeca? No. I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, you're in Los Angeles. I just, I just do, I just go to meetings that are in New York. Oh, oh all right. But you're a New Yorker at heart, I think. Totally. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I knew I saw something in you. <laughs> Hank, nice to see you. Hank is out cold now in Amsterdam. Everyone take a look at Hank. That's the after picture of when you finally get the message. Nice and chilled out, happy. 
Not a care in the world. Chris Blake from Mammoth Lakes. Nice to see you. Nice place, Mammoth Lakes. Chris. Good to see you, Paul. As always, good to see you, bro. We got Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. She was at the retreat. I could feel her presence. Yes. We got, uh, what's this again? Oh, I step. Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. The woman from the deep end of the pool. Yes. Nice to see you, Stephanie. Stacy. Oh, Stacy. Lovely to see you, hon. You ready to come back to LA? I hope so. Yeah. We should do it soon, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to go back. Okay. Yeah. I miss going down there and going up north. I got to go. We're going to go up north also. Go to the northwest sooner or later when it clears up a little more. Yeah. See? Nice that you remembered, Z. James, James, another Kiwi. Nice to see you, James. Thank you for all the lovely art and the other stuff. Kenneth, yes, he's now in Vancouver. Nice to see Kenneth. Always a pleasure. We got Ben Ross. He took a break from the woods. He's going to meet the other guy there, Christian. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to find out tomorrow. And two, when two get together in the woods. <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> we, got James, we got James. iPhone, nice to see you, James. We got Joe. Oh, Joe from the Bronx. Parts unknown. I'm upstate, Paul. Oh, you're upstate. In my new apartment. But you can never, you can never take the Bronx out of Joe. <laughs> Impossible. Good to see you again, Paul. And nice to see you, bro. Yes, Sarah. As always, you always look as bright, no matter if you're in Greece or in England. Where are you now, England, Sarah? London, yeah. London. All right. When are you coming to London, Paul? <laughs> I don't know. I like to do that. I like going to London and Dublin. It's yeah. time, Paul. It's soon, time to come to the UK. Yeah, we'll try to pull it off soon. Uh, there's an ulterior motive, too. Uh, Amelia likes to go back to Italy, Italy to see her father, so hopefully we can do, we can do it. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Let us know if you need anything. Yeah, I'll let you know if I'm coming. We'll announce it here. But we usually we go to London and Dublin and... Uh, see what happens yeah all right lisa pleasure thank you for uh showing up yes you represent zen bitch slap well yeah yeah i should put requirements on people wearing zen bitch slap shirts i haven't you know i don't want them to get arrested and have the shirt on you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, we may have to have some standards. I don't know. So there's a Bernard appeared again. Phoenix is now in Hawaii. Phoenix is uh, moving on up in this world. Yeah, yeah. Where? What island are you in? I can't hear you, but I believe you. We got Peter H. Jeffrey B. Uh, let's see. Catherine Fox of F, yeah. Carl from Savannah. Jeffrey Izzy. I think Izzy is another Izzy. Oh, there's the Izzy. Oh, Izzy. I'm going to call you, honey. Yeah, you're alive and well. Good. 
at least alive. <laughs> we got Lorraine and Mark. Izzy, it's great to see you, hon. Izzy's my handler. She's one. She's my handler in uh, Beverly Hills when I go to LA. Lorraine and Mark, all these other folks. Carl from uh, Savannah. Thanks, Peter H. Everyone, thank you so much for the interest and attention. Uh, and we'll be back Wednesdays and Saturdays for non-duality. Tuesday, Thursdays for. AA, we have, I think, the third Tuesday of every month, we'll be doing a non-dual thing on, on Tuesday morning. That's up on the website. And uh, yeah, always a pleasure to see everybody. See you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody.